those songbirds in the cafeteria? Weren't they with you? Who these guys? <laughs> well, I'm sure you learned the school song by now. You better know it. Because this time, if you don't get it right, you're suspended for 10 days each. Now, is that clear? Is that clear? Yes, sir. All right, then. School song. Let me hear it. favorite parts of that is when Sam is turned around the other way and he's like, Sam, he's like, huh? I'm like, he don't know he's talking to him. <laughs> you know exactly who he's talking to. <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk. Where I'm your co-host, Mr. Dukes, and I'm your other co-host, Dr. Dukes. Uh, uh, what I call y'all fans, subscribers, followers, listeners of the say podcast. fans. Oh, not, no, not no. fans. Hey, that's a, that's a trigger word for me. <laughs> not okay. your fans. Not your fans. Um, but our <laughs> listeners. Um, so we, we got a, a listeners. Interest, interesting uh, topic that we're going to bring up today. Uh, what are we talking about, Doc? So, um, like we said before, we are breaking up our podcast into three content categories. One is Be Different, where we talk about the... Um, innovative things that are going on in education or that should be going on. Then we have bars and lines mm. where we talk about um, hip hop music, um, whether it's an artist or album or lyrical content or things going on in hip hop. And then we have this episode, which is Black Nostalgia. And today we are talking about the film Lean On Me. Lean On Me with Joe Clark. Joe Clark. Which, let me just say this, it did not click in my head. Um, of how we always see the jokes and memes about Morgan Freeman and him playing the voice in every movie and how he's looked the same age since whatever time. But then I look at this movie and realize, no, Morgan Freeman, used, he, he, he did look young at one point. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I was thinking the exact same. I was like, man, he came out with this in 89. Mm-hmm. He's still pr- going pretty strong, fairly strong. So he didn't put, that's clearly 30 years in the game. Yeah. Um, but it's like, oh, and I ain't gonna lie, I started thinking about myself. Okay, well, clearly he wasn't my age at that time, so I still got a lot of left, uh, life left in me. <laughs> a lot let's, of life. See, let's see what else I can get into. <laughs> Maybe I should go into acting or something when I hit 45 or something. That's when, you know, that's what uh, 
Samuel L. Jackson. It was. I, yeah, I did yeah, see I a post yeah. where, um, that talked about the age of uh, a few different which um, celebrities yeah, or actors, yeah. or when they really got on, yeah, like yeah, when yeah. it when yeah. it started pumping out um, popular films. Right. Which that's another person make you wonder. Well, how old is Samuel L. Jackson if he didn't like really get popping until right. forty? Because exactly. for us, he's been in films forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Somebody heard a podcast um, say one time that Snoop Dogg is the Samuel L. Jackson of hip hop. Basically, well, you just been around Phil, and I think he recognized it too. Because <laughs> yeah. even in the way he talked to people, it's like, yeah, I know I'm I'm unk now, so yeah, <laughs> hey, y'all come holler at me, and you need something. I ain't gonna be out there just doing yeah, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't trying to get no number one album. Exactly. I just like Samuel, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to have no yeah. breakthrough, yeah, uh, Golden Globe, Emmy, Oscar, world. I'm just yeah, I'm gonna still do my thing, making some money. I ain't, yeah. I ain't going out there like that. Yes. Now, before we get into everything about the family, on me, we are going to um. Again, thank our podcast supporters for um, being there to uh, uh, support nostalgia, uh, not nostalgia, oh Lord, that's a whole nother business, but <laughs> after school talk, but also for our listeners to get a chance to explore their businesses and their projects. So we have Bowtie Planners, the Cam K. Way, Skin Society, Mary the Smile Gallery with Dr. Michael Thomas, Taste Buzz, Nostalgia Clothing, Real Fit, and Distinctive Creations. Um, if you go to our website at www.therighteffect.com, and if you've been with us long enough, you know how to spell it. If you don't know how to spell it, go back and listen to some past, past, uh, past episodes. There you go. Get the word right. I will punch you in your face. Sorry. Click on podcasts, then scroll down to supporters, and click on their businesses. And I'd just like to give a special shout out to Af- um, Skin Society. Um, sent me uh, two moisturizers, and now I'm sharing one with Shaylin. I just want to know that that is working very well right now. Shaylin has a little morning skincare routine. She sure does. A little night skincare uh, night routine. Night skin, that's the one I see, the night routine. And yes. she's sure coming here with her stuff. Yeah. She glows. She so check out Skin Society if you need some uh, skincare products. Yes, that are, that are good for your skin, you know, sensitive to different um, textures or all those kind of things. All right, so let's get into this episode. What we talking about first with this particular movie, <laughs> Lean On Me? So, let me say this. We all, as in black culture, that's why this is on the Black Nostalgia episode, um, know the film Lean On Me. You know the lines from it. You know, you smoke crack, don't you? You know, uh, all I got to do is stay black and die. Like, you know the movie. You know the Fair East Side, the song we just played. And I can say it's just, it's iconic, right? For our culture, we just, we know Joe Clark. We know, take the chains off the doors. You know. Oh, 10. (laughs) We got that part. I just want to say, until I worked at a school that had similar challenges as Lean On Me, that movie was just a movie. Mm. It seemed so out in left field. And I didn't even realize until just now thinking about it. I remember writing an article um, about the film and about um, the relevance it still has that you you don't know if you don't if you're working at a school that doesn't have those kind of challenges that you're right. just like what it, it and shout out to I'm gonna call him Mr G I don't know if it's Mr Grupton or Grupton but he's on Twitter and we always you know uh, tweet back and forth and stuff and I love following him on Twitter but I remember he made a post about. Um, one of his students asked him in the virtual class, can I go to the restroom? And so he was saying, I don't, you know, I don't even want my students to have that mentality when they're in the classroom. Like, you got to go to the restroom, you should, you know, go in and go. I, you know, I'm not going to hold you hostage because you have to go to the restroom. Seems so just, yeah. 
Until you work at a school with a whole drug ring going on in the bathroom. Or a fight club. Or a fight club. You like, no, 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 bro. We can't can't just let everybody go to the bed. Everybody can't move at the same time. Right. You literally have to have a system. Like, it it is that kind of game that we have to play out here because you just don't have that kind of freedom. And I think a lot of the times when you hear um, the philosophies or innovative ideas or the things we should be doing in the school system, it comes with roses and rainbows and unicorns. And it's coming from people who have never worked in schools with challenges. Absolutely. So it makes plenty of sense to just let kids walk out of class and go to the bathroom. No, sir, no, man, we can't do that, and 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 that's why it's like I think you you sometimes you got to talk about stuff in the context of like where you work and what you have the privilege of doing. So like I can completely understand what he was saying. That's hey, he Twitter homeboy, no shade to his tweet, whatever. Absolutely, at Ar Johnson, we could have done that. We could have yeah. got up and went because we would have been rushing to get back to class. Right. But in some other areas, you're just facing some different challenges. So. Right, and and it's funny because I I even think about that often at the the school I'm at now, where it's like student has to go to restroom like. Yes, you can go to the restroom. <laughs> and it's funny because even in between classes, like the, the school is probably two times bigger, maybe three times bigger than the school I was I was at before. Mm-hmm. And kids have no problem getting to class on time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, they make it do what it do. And it's not even a rush thing. It's just, hey, we socialize, we cool. I'm going to get on to my next class. It is what it is. And they in there before the bell ring, before they talk the bell ring. But, mm-hmm. you know, you you learn different cultures. You, you, you understand what you can and can't do. Um when you when you I guess in different environments different and stuff environment, like that. So yeah. you know, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. today we talking about this oh, yeah. side high <laughs> we cool. environment. And how it <laughs> kinda relates to what we have done before and, and what we're doing now, I guess. Yeah, and also what things like it's certain things that I know now teachers would cringe and go, Oh my gosh, like the rooftop scene, um, where he fussing at the boy that smokes crack and you know, certain things I can understand now that has changed, but we're going to get into some of these things where it's like, yeah, we need a little bit of Joe Clark back in the atmosphere. We need a little bit of Joe Clark. So, okay, let's see what I want. Okay, so first thing we just heard, though, was the um them doing the school song, but the principal, Joe Clark, has realized that the students are singing a different version of it. It's like a more updated version, so he's looking like... Number one, I, I didn't know all these black boys can harmonize up right. here sounding like boys to men. <laughs> and then number two, who taught y'all this version of the song? Mm-hmm. So in the rest of the scene, he goes and finds out that the um school chorus teacher right. has changed the song. And at first, it looks like he's about to um jump down her throat. Right. Because who gave you the, like he said, who gave you the authority to change that? And she was like, no, like, no one. And then finally, he was like, I want every student to learn this version in English mm-hmm. and in Spanish. <laughs> you, because you have just changed the alma mater. So she's looking like, what? Like, yeah, cheering, right? That took me back to the idea of, number one, especially in Augusta, at, at one point, especially the historically black high schools took pride in every student knowing the alma mater. Oh, absolutely. So at certain schools, yes, you look back in the yearbooks, you realize these were segregated schools. They were all white and no one went there. Mm-hmm. But for the T.W. Joe's, well, you know how we say the T.W. Laney's. <laughs> just go on making one school, honey. For the T.W. Laney's, it was the traditions and those things ingrained where you had to know the history of the school because you're going to take more pride in the school. And to me, that's a part of Lean On Me that sometimes, you know, gets blurred out. You don't realize that was a part of him bringing back the culture of the school was that everybody had to know the alma mater. Absolutely. And then a part... That's the start of it. The start. That's the start. The start. Because how can you say pride in something you historically do not know? 
don't know anything about. You don't know nothing about it. So that was a part of it. And then I think, too, what made it even more impactful was that then the students took a part of it where we were a part of the moment where it changed. Yeah. And it's and we were a part of that change. So and that's something that they can own forever. Like like you just said, we were the ones that created the change. We are the ones that made it where it was okay to say, "Hey, let's switch it up. Yep. Let's do it like this," mm-hmm. and everybody is going to learn it. Yes, that's a part of um with the right effect. I always mention about you should be able to um identify when certain things are implemented within the school and acknowledge that person and every student should know who who was who a part of that mm-hmm. so it shouldn't be where we don't somewhere 10 years down the line of that school they're like miss such and such is the one who worked on the new arrangements for the hymn and these group of students like record them singing it and give them some type of knowledge because that's going to be how they reconnect yeah it's in the history like create the history books and keep teaching that all the way down the line it's a part of a rite of passage that's how you learn things so definitely with that scene now okay so i want to go into let's go into the cafeteria chaos because that's like early on right yeah as a matter of fact, the, the cafeteria chaos is where uh, Joe Clark first hear the guys sing and they don't know the song, and then yeah. that's when he and then later on in the movie he actually see them in the bathroom. It's like you better know that song now, because in the cafeteria you didn't know what you were talking about, and that's when he realized, oh, y'all really do know this. But but anyway, let's let's talk about this scene. The cafeteria. Oh, I, didn't, scene. I didn't even mean to connect the two yeah. <laughs> like that. I just I got my list of my favorite my favorite scenes. So all right, let's go into that one. seen those things before. Did he just take the food off his... T- t- yeah, what did. Pull your pants up. Pull your pants up. Come on.
Put the, put that on the shirt instantaneously. Instantaneously. Look at this slovenly, sloppy boy here. As an example of how not to dress. Come on. Now, if you look like this when you look in your mirrors in the morning, find something else to put on. Self-respect permeates every aspect of your life. Mm. Now, to prove their self-respect, Mr. Sam and his friends here, oh. Mr. Sam and his friends are going to sing our school song. I'm on absolute silence. No one is permitted to move during the singing of the school song. That's another right. tradition. Now, now, what you, what do you notice? So, first thing, um, I I like this scene because this happens fairly early in the movie, um, but it gives you the it gives you one of the first uh looks at Mr. Clark connecting with the students, um, and I think that's very important as educators, or it's, it's important for anybody that deal with uh young people or just people in general if you want them to respect you you gotta kind of earn their respect um and and connect with them some kind of way so i feel like this was a great great view of him um kind of connecting with the kid like she listened to the girl talking about you know i already know how to cook i don't want to be in this the cooking class let me do auto shop i want to learn how to build these cars and, and work on these cars and he was like you know what you're right go on take this up there we're gonna get you switched out even after she didn't already talk to the same person that he just told her to go talk to um him connecting with uh the guy that dresses which he probably drug dealer whatever i don't know but the guy that was that was dressing clean was like okay i know you dress clean we, we about the same on that note but you know they they may have their different uh uh, I guess different. I ain't gonna say different, different work ethic, but uh, they they clearly in two different worlds as far as the worlds, way they make their money. Um, but he recognized that he he dressed nice. You well. find that kind of, kind of common. He he's showing respect to the student of like I, I recognize that. Yeah, you dress I, well. I see where you are, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna show you that I recognize something about you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but I I do like the scene for that that from that point. Um, now. Um, I, I like the fact that he was walking through and the students felt comfortable being like, Mr. Clark, mm-hmm. da, 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 Mr. Clark. And it's, you know, you, you're in the cafeteria, you're in the mix, because that is the thing that you will hear teachers talk about when the principal's not visible, right? Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side of it, <laughs> um, there's one, there's two, to me, two elephants in the room. And one is having a student stand up in front of the whole school and you go, this is what it looked like to look sloppy. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait a minute now. Woo-hoo-hoo. Going a little too far, Joe. Um, because you don't know what's the situation or anything like that. But Absolutely. I do think the thing, the idea of of saying, um, what did he say? Basically, mm-hmm. like the way way you present yourself is it, that carries on into the other um, assets of your life. Like right. it's it's not just 
oh, my clothes and that's it. It's not important. Yes, the this whole presentation that you give to people about you carries over into everything that you do. And it's not necessarily saying you got to be in a three-piece suit, but just right. make yourself look presentable, as presentable as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. The, that's the, I think that's a very important point. Right. And then you go, now, on, what? Now, that's one elephant, right? Mm-hmm. The other, elef- other elephant in the room is this. This student that wants her class changed has said that she has talked to X, Y, and Z, who is obviously a staff member of the school. Mm-hmm. So you, and as the principal, cannot then, you as a student, go back and give this note and, and basically trumping the staff member. Mm-hmm. You and the staff member need to talk, and then you all get to one page and then bring the student in. Because what has to be identified is a unified team for students. Yeah. Not a way that, as a, um adolescent, I can find loopholes. Because it... For all you know, me being that I've been in the office with guidance counselors, um, the schedule can't be changed. It's not that easy. It's not that simple. If I change her to this, the only time this class is offered this period, and then I got to take her out of that class, and she need that class to graduate, and it's her second time taking that one. I'm trying to get her with a teacher that's going to work with her, and you don't know what all went into her schedule. So for you to just say, go and take this, and you just get it changed. No, like I, it, it may not be that simple. So first find out, well, let me, let me find out what's going on with your schedule. Um, so we can see if it's possible, but you know, and then we can go from there. Okay, cool. And then you make sure you follow up with the students so they don't feel like you just gave them lip service and then it's it. And I feel like that's what makes this movie a great movie. And with it, even, uh, even with it being a classic movie, I think that's what makes it a great movie. Like that ex- exact same example you just gave is so many instances in this movie where you can pick out two different goods and two different bads from the exact same moment. Mm. Like you just said, the good part was him connecting with the student and saying, hey, I recognize that you don't need this class, so I'm, I authorize you to be in the class. But the not so good is, like you just said, it may not be that easy to just switch her over to yeah. X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that's the theme of the whole movie uh, with Joe Clark. He has great intentions. Like his, his, his thought process of we need to change the culture of the school. It mm-hmm. is all the way there from mm-hmm. day one to the, the very, to get him getting locked up and all of that. Right. It is absolutely there. But there's a scene where, and I think this is on one of your favorites list, where the vice principal in this movie pulls him to the side and is like, hey, I want to leave because da 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 da. And that's where it's like, you right. know what? Now, Maybe what? I have been going at this the wrong way. But like I say, yes. Throughout the movie, he got great intentions. Yes. But his approach is just completely. Now, before, and before we even get into that scene, let's go into another scene and then we will flow into the the one you're talking about. And the the best way to connect it is this. At the end of what we just played, um, you hear him say, nobody is to move when the alma mater is being sung, right? I love it. I think that's a great tradition to start. Like, that shows reverence to this song. That's how serious it is. If we're going to stop for the Pledge of Allegiance, we're going to stop for the song that's at our school, right? Right. 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 Okay. Because, hey, the country, (laughs) let me not get all the way into that because I'm about to hold (laughs) because clearly this school is predominantly black and Hispanic and the flag and da 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 We'll get into that later. But, so, as, as, as a student, I'm like, yes, that's how serious it is. The teacher bends down to pick up a piece of paper, yeah. and he snaps on him in front of everybody. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, and the teacher literally, like, I just bent down. And it's like, da-da-da-da-da. Now, stop right there. If early on, the very first staff meeting is when he first lit into this teacher, mm-hmm. okay? So, we're going to take a moment to look at the first staff meeting, because the staff meeting 
shows us that there are two cultures he's creating. Mm-hmm. And so mm, let's kind of let's kind of listen and see what his thought of the staff what what did he think about the staff before even meeting the staff? So you're gonna hear this scene and then go like, okay, so this is what you pretty much what's the word? I wanna say it like this is this is your view of them. This is how you view them. Yeah, this is like, how you view them before we can even get before you can even meet them. Right. Okay. Oh, hold on, I gotta let Firehouse Sub give me don't roll your eyes at me. Firehouse Sub sorry. Listen. This happened in a, um, a team's meeting I was having the other day, and the first commercial was about bacon. So all the students started posting pictures of bacon in the chat. Good for you. <laughs> so y'all don't stop. Okay, so let's get to the staff so meeting. Much about you. And tell you what we have done in anticipation of your arrival. Uh, uh, Ms. Levias, your This is uh, the vice principal, principal talking. An executive committee to oversee certain areas where we have noted a need for improvement. Uh, Mr. Zarrell, for example. Sit down, Mr. O'Malley. Braden told that man to sit down before we can get to the staff meeting. All right. Before we start, Jeff. You think you can run this school? If you could, then I wouldn't be here, would I? No one talks in my meetings. Mm. No one. You take out your pencils and write. I want the names of every hoodlum, drug dealer, and Miss Grant, who's done nothing but take this place apart on my desk by noon today. Reverend Slappy. You are now the chief custodian, Reverend Slappy. You will scour this building clean. Graffiti goes up, it's off the next day. Is that clear? Yes, sir, the very next day. Detention students can help you. Let them scrub this place for a while. And tear down those cages in the cafeteria. You treat them like animals, that's exactly how they'll behave. This is my new dean of security, Mr. William Wright. He will be my avenging angel as you teachers reclaim the hall. Don't be doing that. Side note, I don't know if anybody has realized that. Um, so the the new security guard is Candyman. Candyman, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good character. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't control it, how can you teach? Discipline is not the enemy of enthusiasm. Mr. Zarella. Yes, sir. Mr. Zarella, you are now my new head football coach. Mr. Darnell. Stand up, Mr. Darnell. Mr. Darnell will be your assistant. You know why you're being demoted, Mr. Darnell? Because I'm sick and tired of our football team getting pushed all over the field. Thank you. Sit down. Mm. I want precision. I want a weight program. And if you don't like it, Mr. Darnell, you can quit. Same goes for the rest of you. You've tried it your way for years. And your students can't even get past a minimum basic skills test. That means they can hardly read. They've given me less than one year, one school year, to turn this place around. To get those test scores up. So the state will not take us over to perform the task which you have failed to do. To educate our children. 
right? So, again, it's two sides to everything. On one side, good. He's setting the tone for what this looked like with him being the new leader. He's, he's creating a culture of strong, direct change, like immediate, <laughs> immediate strong, change. Strong, direct. You're right. Um, but on the other hand, you just come in yelling at the people, telling the man to sit down, and he trying to prep you for the meeting that you coming into. We've all been here. You the new person on the blog. I know you the head and all this kind of stuff, but we've been here for years, yada, 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 yada. You got to have a different approach. <laughs> Whoa. Got to have a different approach. Here's, here's, I can appreciate the fact that, that <laughs> at the end of the day, you didn't try to show away. That's why they brought me here. Right. I, yeah. I appreciate you coming in there with that big gusto. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, really, truly, I don't even want to hear what y'all got to say because obviously what you're doing ain't working. Mm-hmm. I get that. I, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, here's the thing that I was like, I, did I um, recognize people to do and it will cause you to create the wrong culture for a staff. Yes, yes, yes. As yes. staff members, that is different type of culture that you create versus your student culture. Absolutely. Okay. So um there should not be the idea that the same discipline I give to a student, I can give yes. to an adult. Yes. Okay. Right. So we we at the university may say to a student, you're on social probation. You cannot attend social events due to you doing X, Y, and Z. I cannot go and tell the, my staff member that she, you know, she or he cannot go out anymore this weekend because you got came to work late Monday. That's not that's not the same. I can't give that same that's discipline. Not how it's, yeah, it doesn't work like that, right? And that I don't ever want to create a divide between the staff and the students because what you're what I think what people in particular in leadership sometimes forget is that you're you're going to need the team to execute the vision. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I just had this conversation yesterday of realizing and 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 then the Sharon 2.0 season of self-promotion and self-advocacy is that I am great at what I do. I am excellent at what I do. I can create a vision, set the atmosphere, and praise the Lord in the end that everything works out, right? But I also recognize that I also have the ability to bring bring together excellent team members to help execute the vision, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to remember that in order for that part to happen, the team has to come together. Mm -hmm. And a part of you being the leader as my one of my mentors just told me, a part of you being the leader is that you set the play and then have them execute it. And then when the play doesn't go as needed, you call a timeout and they come back to the bench and we figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, But what you can't do (laughs) is immediately just put them in the same category. I'm, I'm disciplining all of you guys and everybody is on the same. It's those two totally different things in the school system. Absolutely right. Um, I guess my thing is, well, it goes back to, to what you said, not looking at your adults as being like your students. Like, yes, understand you are the leader. We understand that you, the head, HN. We get that. That's why they hired you. Exactly. Like one of my former students said, it's in your title. We know. You ain't got to tell everybody. You ain't got to broadcast it. We get it. Congratulations. Hallelujah. But. You you gotta know how to lead. You gotta know how to uh, direct. It's a it's a meme that posts on uh, social media often about a leader versus a boss, and they say well, one up and they got uh, like three or four people pulling a cart or something like that. And on one of them is the 
the boss sitting on sitting on the cart and the three or four people pulling it. Mm. But then the leader is no, I'm I'm not sitting in the car and they pulling me. I'm at the front of the line helping them pull the car and we mm. all working together. Um, and I think that it is a, a very big difference between a be, you know being a leader and a boss. A leader leads from the front. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you what we need to do. I'm gonna show you what needs to happen. And and I'm gonna show you in a way where I show you respect at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that I'm above all you all, but I'm gonna be respectful in in all of my directions and all of my you know putting it out there to you what we're gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna be respectful at all times. I recognize that you are an adult as well as well, mm-hmm. and I should talk to you like one. Mm-hmm. And and that creates that creates a culture that's not oppressive. Yeah. So. I've always told people, if I come in a staff meeting and the people aren't talking, oh, this is an oppressive environment. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that means somewhere down the line, it never fails, never fail, never fail, never fail me. That when I say, like, you know, what is your work environment like or what is your experience? Somewhere down the line, somebody was treated like he did the football coach. And that made the rest of the staff go, shut, shut down, up. And I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. In, I'm being quiet. Right. So when he says any questions and everybody's just sitting there, we have tons of questions. But I'm but not going to ask you. not about to ask you or mm-hmm. say anything. Not so that just constantly builds up this tension in the environment until eventually people leave. Because if in the scene when he said, um, I want you to write down the names of all the hoodlums, da, 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 one teacher in particular put that pen put down. Put down. She was like, oh, okay, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, what, that's the direction you Because I want you to know right there, right there in her mind, what she has decided is I'm about to clock out and go mm-hmm. somewhere else, right? Now, you as a leader could be thinking, good, because you see later on, he tells the um, female vice principal, uh, uh, vice principal, I could sense that you were... Basically like, against me. Against me. Yeah. That's a problem. Okay? Because... She could be against you, but for the progress of the school, and y'all could still be able to work together. Which she explained. Right. But because you are egotistical, and you are thinking that this plan and this execution is all about you, then guess what? Me being against you does affect the progress of the school. Absolutely. The progress of the school cannot be at the hands of you. It has to be in the hands of us. Which is the team. Again, back to that team. You can't do it by yourself. And like she said in 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 her uh, explanation of when she pulled him to the side, it's all it's been all about him from the jump. Like yeah. he said, and even in that in in that skip that little point right there, he said they're giving me less than a year to turn yes. this school around. Oh, good. Not man. not let they giving us. <laughs> They are giving me less than a year yeah. to turn this school around. That take that takes all the responsibility so away from are, the teacher. So what we here for? I, mean, I, I know yes, we've you. been doing it right. I get that. Okay, cool. But we still part of your team, and unless you can replace all three hundred, because they they claim yeah, three hundred yeah, right. staff, wasn't, but it wasn't three hundred. It wasn't even thirty. I show. In that little, if y'all ever go back and look at Lean on Me in that first faculty meeting scene, it wasn't even thirty people. I said we're three hundred teachers. It's three hundred teachers, but anyway, how many classrooms y'all got? This, this is a university. But um, but yeah, unless he's been to replace all three hundred people, you need us. You need and us. you need to act like it. Yeah, you need to act like that. Like you don't go around talking about oh you can quit if you want to. Hey man, this still East Side. Ain't nobody trying to come over the East Side. Come on, believe that. that. (laughs) Ain't nobody just rushing over the East Side. (laughs) They don't. If you want to, to. okay, all right, then, bro. We because that's another thing people don't realize education. 
everybody needs teachers. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you can yeah. always get a job somewhere else teaching. It's not it's not that challenging, to be honest, because there's a shortage of teachers, yeah. whether and you I, want to admit that or not. And I teach it. Don't go around acting like you know <laughs> you need me, so I ain't got to do nothing to go. You, nah, no, we ain't that saying is, that now. Nah. No, it's just that when you're running into a toxic environment, when you, when you are not, um, when you are, here's the thing. You are either going to have to um, take the role in leadership of developing someone or doing it all yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do it all yourself, you're going to burn out. It's not going to work. Oh, it's definitely going to So if you're not willing to develop people and really make them feel um, like it's worth it for me to come come every day. We just had a meeting where um, a guest from the university was, t- two guests from the university were in our staff meeting. So we do our staff meetings virtual, right? And so um, we do. We did our usual thing. No shenanigans. No. Um, oh, we got, we got somebody at one of the higher ups or somebody from different departments. So we got to do this. We did what we normally do in our in our unit meetings, right? Do you know the lady said I can come to y'all meetings all the time? Like I'm glad I came to this one instead of instead of the one I was supposed to go today. Y'all just smiling, and we were like, uh, yeah, because let me tell you about the the uh, boss that we got. She gonna start it off with a smile and a and and not no corny stuff. It's literally like, hey, how y'all doing? It's Friday. Yeah, up, up, Turn up. We about yeah. to get off from work. What y'all doing this weekend? Um, the last meeting, everybody had to drop a song. That's our favorite song. So we going from everything from uh, what's that song? I I put on Facebook and ask white people if that's a Frankie Beverly song, the wheel something wagon something. Wagon wheel. Yeah, we went from wagon wheel to Return of the Mac, because you know yeah. I dropped Return of the Mac. And now everybody is on that that return of the Mac. Yes, Nina. I done put some white folks on my song. Don't even try. <laughs> um, yeah, so it that but that let that let that person know that overall this is a healthy working environment. And so the blog post that I made on nostalgia last week was I realized there is such things, there's a such thing as a healthy working environment. I always thought that was like a myth. <laughs> like no, it won't. It won't be healthy. There'll there. That's it's just always gonna be something. Yeah, it's, it's always gonna be something. It's gonna be something. I'm like no, yeah. Nobody's gotten cussed out. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to quit. And even if the people who have left, it's been like a I got a better opportunity, mm-hmm. or it's time for me to you know spread my wings and try something different. Mm-hmm. It ain't been like I hate this place. No, everybody's good. Okay, all right. It's kind of strange because you know I sometimes up, you're not used to that. I wake up at five o'clock every morning. Ready to go to work. <laughs> I wake up at five o'clock every morning, ready to go to work. It's about a thirty-minute drive to get to work, but I am ready <laughs> every morning. And I and I'm and I say that because it is a, a a positive working environment where I am now. From the from the head to the tail, from the top to the bottom, all the way through. Um, it is. It's, it's just a great experience. It yeah, is, and it's, it's so, so great. So, you, so great. You find yourself realizing, like, that those things can happen. Yeah. And that it ha- but it has to be, um, agreed upon and permeated through the, through the, through the building. Like, mm-hmm. this is how we're going to be. Cause if anybody is not that way, it's like, well, you just an oddball. Cause I don't know what you're talking about. This is, this is, we're creating a, a healthy place here and we're mm-hmm. going to maintain our healthy place here. Um, and I'm going to tell you something too, just um, before we get into this next scene, really quick, we had a, um, I saw something that potentially could be a problem the other day. And I said, you know what, let's go ahead and create a system so that doesn't become a problem. That's another thing mm-hmm. of healthy environments are proactive versus reactive. Mm-hmm. 
So we don't allow. Yeah, yeah. It's just like something so simple as your parking space at school. Does it, you know, when one teacher's like, hey, let's see if we can get these parking spaces because that's closer to I such and such. Now, I ended up not working, but it was just like a seeing something where it could make it easier or better. And so for future uh, situations, we would, you know, we wouldn't run into any problems. Let's, let's try to see if we can do that. So just putting that out there, people, that y'all can. And I'm going to tell you this as a person who now has a staff. If you in your life think that you can just get a new staff member and everything gonna be fine, mm-mm. don't quite worry about Ooh, that. Cause that phase in between we don't have nobody, in between we are uh, uh, have interviews, all the way up until we have not hired somebody, and now you got to train the person you hired, mm-hmm. baby. You know how much hell you go through just 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 when somebody leaves, cause you can feel like, oh, I'm so glad they gone. Ah, you know, I get me somebody else and do such. Okay. You said hell. I was just gonna say process, but <laughs> but hell. but yeah. I'm hey. again, and and from your from your point of view, from your perspective, I can definitely see how it is because under you, you definitely need people that know what to do. But there is no way to get that training from another job. Like that's the that like being Preach. a teacher. Okay, I'm, I taught over there. Yeah, I can teach over here. I might need to learn some new uh programs apps or mm-hmm. you know y'all y'all way of doing things but overall i can teach i know mm-hmm. how to do that mm-hmm. but in your position in your world uh yeah i you can't necessarily get this type of training or experience from somewhere now you can say oh i worked in this type of environment at another school or in another organization but you 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 can't do what we do somewhere else you can't right. do it like we do it here somewhere else it's right completely impossible but see that comes also when you're trying to create the culture that joe clark is trying to create i gotta i need a teacher that come in here and know all of these things we doing mm, yeah. you see what i'm saying that's the other challenge when we're in a when we're in an environment where it's not um up to speed and we're trying to get somewhere i need somebody who just jump on and be like all right that's what we're doing and you can't necessarily do that when it's i gotta learn the alma mater i gotta know this and i gotta da, 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 da. it's just like if somebody went north carolina a&t right now Hey, Aggie Pride got a lot of things going on. Yeah. You got you oh, can't yeah. just go in there and just be like, oh, okay. Mm-mm. Do you understand all the processes yeah, that's involved with it? You got to be, be prepared for it. So I'm gonna play this last scene. One more scene that um I want to talk about because this goes into the parent side of things and the discipline side of things with Lean on Me that um uh you and I talked about, and I was like, this scene works. Let's let's go into it. So this is the scene when they're having a parent meeting with Joe Clark. And the, uh, what's the antagonist of the film? You like that word? Mm-hmm. The antagonist. Somebody mama. I don't even know who mama she was. Well, Ain't no bad apple. Right to the core. Now, your life is 
Uh, preach. Preach and walk preach out to me, baby. Preach, Joe. I feel like he um he watched a, a Martin Luther, a Reverend Dr. Martin Luther the King uh, speech before he, he did that one on on film. <laughs> that baby preached and walked out that door. That's all I'm gonna say. But again, like like I said before, you can look at it two sides. You can look at it two sides. Okay, what's your two sides? Let's see, let's see. Number one, he called the kids. I threw them bastards out. <laughs> You can't, you can't call them kids that. Come on, Joe. You can't do that. Joe said I said however, what I said. However, <laughs> I understand. Hey, getting rid of the riffraff first. Like, that that's the first thing that got to go. If we're going to change things, we got to get rid of the, the knuckleheads. That's, like he said, one apple can indeed spoil the bunch. Now, okay, so I'm going to challenge you. What people will say is that, um, you know, that, that student needs like uh other uh inter- needs intervent an intervention um okay. it shouldn't be thrown away okay right mm-hmm. um but my thing about that kind of talk is um there I do believe that there should be interventions and things at the schools such as uh more counselors therapy sessions, uh, extracurricular activities to get them involved, finding their sense of belonging. Like All of these things have to be put into the school. Mm-hmm. But I will also say this, and I had it in my dissertation, where my students would say, yes, absolutely, there are three people in this class who are destroying the whole learning environment for all of us. Mm-hmm. And because these three students keep getting chance after chance to come back, we can never get the full lesson we want. Mm-hmm. I have this recorded in interviews mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can hear students say, I cannot get what I need to get done. So from that perspective, I'm like, listen, do your first diligence to try to have things that these students can go into mm-hmm. to to um 
reprogram them mm-hmm. to say, hey, I know you you initially didn't like school, bad experience, you don't think you can make it, you don't care, whatever it is, we can put you through this uh, through this intervention, mm-hmm. but in, after a while, you are going to hurt 2700 for the 300 if we because you your idea should be like i can get this 300 smaller i mm-hmm. should be trying to get this group smaller and smaller to where i don't have anybody in that 300 but what do you do when you're literally sacrificing the rest of the school for them and i think and that's the thing uh take care of your 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 big number first take care of that big number mm-hmm. first. get to get a get a handle on that 2700 because right now you don't have a handle on anybody, anybody. You don't have a handle on anybody. So even if I get that 300 together, um, who's to say that the the 2700 is going to follow? But if I just take them out of the equation altogether and I can work on this large group of 2700 at one time and get them on board and everybody on go and they they, they, they bind into what I'm saying, then I think we're in a, a better place to now. Bring in a couple of those 300. Not all 300 at the same time. Mm-hmm. But let's bring in a couple. Mold them into the new culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all on board. Well, cool. Go tell your homeboys. And let's bring in a couple more. Mm-hmm. But to work on those 300 or to say that we need to keep them in the environment, I, like I said, I think it's a, a great thing to get rid of riffraff up front. Especially when you you coming in to, to change the culture so drastically. Like you... Yeah, to think of if, a year, a year ain't a lot of time. It's I ain't not got a lot time. of time at all, and a year can go by fast. We've been in school now, well, eight weeks. We've been in school eight weeks. My my district has been in school for eight weeks. Yeah. Eight weeks strong, and we thought initially, oh, we were just going to be in here two weeks, whatever. And technically, you only got two months left in the semester. That's it. That's it. That's it. So, that's the time, know, is, time is moving. So, when yeah. you talking about he got less than a year, that that year will go by super fast. Mm-hmm. And I got to I gotta start hard, strong, direct, all yeah, of that. Yeah, but like yeah. I say, it's two ways to look at it. Great idea, great thought. But you but call them bastards. <laughs> but at that same time, I tell you this though. This is I'm, I know um, we're gonna close, and because uh, you gotta go some places, um, mm-hmm. and I got some things to do. Uh, uh, the other side of it was like, here come this parent, be like, "What is my child supposed to do now?" And da da da. Did I know for a fact this can't be no first offense and no right? And the fact that the rest of the faculty, the rest of the parents were looking like, sit down. Mm-hmm. You had a few that were on her side, but the rest of them were cheering for Joe because it was like your child is causing more confusion. Yeah, and, and one thing I never messing my up my child, child trying to do right. One thing I never forget is that there was a situation um where these two students had gotten to fights with each other a couple of times, right? And eventually it was to the point where um. I think one student ended up going to alternative school, mm-hmm. and then the other student, I'm not, I can't really remember what happened with him, but here's the point. You got two students that were constantly fighting. One student was there before the other one. Mm-hmm. So, I may be a, a sophomore and you're a freshman, and now we're to the point where I'm a junior and you're a sophomore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, teacher said to me, had we handled the younger one when they first got here, we could have saved him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm? He said, yeah. He said, I want you to go look at that boy's discipline record from his freshman year. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nothing. You was, and you were involved. You were in sports. Nothing. It's clean. He said, and every other discipline infraction from the point of that student coming in is what we had a problem with. Mm -hmm. So trying to save the the other one, you ended up messing up too. Yeah. And that's when it clicked in my head. Like, wow. If, if you had a really gun hold on, hey, hey. We got to get this one together because he hasn't had a problem till you got here. Not saying that directly to the student, to their face, but it's like, something's going on. Why are you antagonizing and causing confusion with this person? Because now we're about to lose him because you can't get your stuff together and leave him alone. 
But it goes back to what you said earlier about being proactive. Pro- Got to be proactive. And in education, it's one of them. It's one. It's definitely one of them places where. You got to keep your eyes open. You got to keep head on the swivel. You got to be mindful of, of several different things that are going on at one time so yeah. that you can catch things mm-hmm. before they actually happen. Mm-hmm. It's no different from, I remember being at our first high school and uh, I had, I think I had cafeteria cafeteria duty one nine weeks or one semester or whatever. Hands down, best cafeteria structure Absolutely. in life. They but had it, cafeteria duty was, online. It was because <laughs> the people that were on duty Saw things happening before they before actually happened. They could happen, baby. I saw how they such and such walked it. in. I know that they usually sit over here, but now they over here mm-hmm. talking to such and such, and I know how they get down. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they eyeing this person over mm-hmm. here. Let me go on over here and stand right by this person because I know something to pop off. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, let me just touch you on the shoulder, ask you a couple questions, and defuse this right, right now, now before it happens. <laughs> but every now and then, somebody slipped through the cracks, mm-hmm. and when they do slip through the cracks, please believe it was over and done with just, just like, like that. that point blank period it's been times something has popped off in that, in that cafeteria and the students didn't even realize it yeah because before you could even know it it was a scoop up of the first one mm-hmm. lay the next one down and everybody like what happened yeah. nothing nothing, nothing. Good, y'all y'all class. and, and the students right. literally boo, walk yeah. on the class yeah. never knew like yeah a a two-second fight just happened mm-hmm. y'all didn't know but because the people on duty in that school were like on a swivel on yeah. a swivel pay attention yeah, pay yeah. attention for anything anything even just Hey, she's looking funny. She looks like something wrong with her. What's mm-hmm. going on? Call up to the front office. Hey, dudes, come down here and um talk to such. You look like something wrong. And then you know it may be she's sad about this. She yeah. needs something to talk to. But again, like you said, when it's when we're not in a environment to be proactive, and now that your child and flipped out for the tenth time, now we gotta figure out what to do and da 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 da. Why are we waiting to the last minute to do this? Yeah. You got to set the right structure. You got to set the right structure. That's that's all it is to that. I think at the end of the day, when we look at this movie, I remember you said something where, yeah, but you know, it really, you know, it's really not like that when you go into these schools. And I was like, babe, somebody got stabbed in the movie. Somebody got stabbed at the school. Yeah. Um, they had drug dealers. We had drug dealers. There was graffiti. We had graffiti. People died. People died. Yeah. People did drugs. People did drugs. People got pregnant. We have people get pregnant. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, and it's like that for other people at other schools. Absolutely. We we have seen this environment in different places, whether it's the first, second, third, fourth schools we worked at, we've seen it. And what happens is that that story doesn't get told when we are trying to think of innovative and, and uh, more effective ways to lead in education. Mm-hmm. We give you the fairy tale story, but don't give you what do I do? When there are 300, 300 out of 2,700, I need to figure something out. What do I do? What do I do when it can't be? You just go to the restroom when you want to. What do I do when the students are grieving the loss of another student after after a shooting? Like, what do I do when this is the second time they have found guns on my campus? Those are the kind of things that I think that as a educator, you have to give a place and a platform for, for people that are working in those environments to think of ways to do things mm-hmm. and not to come in and think we ain't trying. Y'all don't know what y'all doing. That's why it's like that. I'm going to be the HNIC. Okay, well, how about we all go somewhere else and you do it by yourself? Right. Still give them a voice because here's another thing. Again, talking about two sides of everything. It could be that they did have all these great ideas, but the leader that was there before or the boss that was there before didn't allow them to. Yeah. So well. uh, for Joe to come in and, and just say, hey, y'all been here this whole time and y'all ain't did X, Y, and Z. It, it could have been that we actually tried to do X, Y, and Z, but 
the person that was here before didn't mm-hmm. allow us to. So mm-hmm. that's why we're that's why we're in the, the predicament that we're in. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. got definitely gotta allow uh, your educators, faculty, staff to to have a voice and 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 be okay with uh, letting their voice, you know, be heard. But at the same time, bring back that discipline. Bring back that discipline. Keep that discipline on. You hey, we appreciate that discipline. You got to do that. All right, so we are going to, you know, get into some other stuff, some other shenanigans. We'll be back next week with Bars and Lines will be the um, next week's episode. We're going to do Stank on You. Stank on You. For those who don't know, go ahead and look it up now. Peace.